Praise God. Well, uh, this morning I've got a couple different things, a couple different way, ways I could go. So let's pray for a minute, shall we? Let's go ahead and just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your loving kindness in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the spirit of the living God. You said in your word that as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so we give you praise for the spirit of the living God who you have placed on the inside of us, whereby we can commune with him. We give you glory. We give you honor for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. We'll open your Bibles this morning to Psalm 147. Psalm 147. Amen. Now, we live in a state called the Golden State. And uh, down in Southern California, especially, there are all sorts of entertainment venues. Uh, there's Disneyland. Uh, there's. Uh, What's that one where they, they, near Hollywood, Universal Studios, and Knott's Berry Farm, and, and uh, there's all sorts of people down there that are on the Hollywood scene, and in the natural realm, people call them stars. And every year, someone comes from a different state or a different nation wanting to be discovered. They want to become a star. Well, I'm not impressed with earth, earthly stars, but did you know that God has stars? God has stars in His kingdom. And I want to talk to you this morning about becoming a star for God. Becoming a star for God. And we're just going to look at some, some characteristics this morning on how to become a star for God. Number one, stars in God's kingdom know this. That even though they are a part of a great multitude, they know that God knows them personally and individually by name. In Psalm 147, look with me at verses uh, 1 through 4. Or verses 2 through 4 it says, The Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathers the outcasts of Israel. Now I want you to notice in this particular context, he's talking about Outcasts. Have you ever felt like a failure? Ever felt like an outcast? Well, I guess some of you have, some of you haven't. In verse 3 it says, He healeth the what? He heals the broken in heart and He binds up their wounds. Something interesting Jesus said. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He hath anointed me to heal the broken Hearted. Now notice with verse 4. He says, He telleth the number of the stars, and He calls them all by their names. Have you ever been out in the wilderness? Maybe you've been out on a lake where you've been away from the city and the city lights, and you looked up in the sky on a clear evening, and you saw the wondrous majesty of God in the sky. You saw the stars. This, just beautiful. You know, my folks had a, a lake home in Wisconsin that was about 100 miles outside of Minneapolis. So it was always nice to get out of the Twin City area and go there. And on a clear night, you could just so wonderfully see the goodness 
of God. It's interesting. God knows every star exactly by number and by name. And you, my friend, you are not unknown to God. You are not an outcast. Maybe you've had a difficult time. Maybe your heart has been broken on the road of life. But you are not forgotten. And you are not rejected. You are, in fact, the Bible says, accepted in the beloved. So we are not some faceless person going through the life in the sea of humanity. God knows us by name. In the book of Isaiah, in the Amplified Version, it says that he has tattooed a picture of us on the palm of his hand. Isn't that good to know? That in the large scheme of things, just like the stars and in the heavens and all the luminaries, they just seem to have such a wonderful symphony and what such a wonderful concert. And I realize and I understand that in the big scheme of the body of Christ, We are all one and we are a wonderful big family of God. But individually, my brothers and sisters, he loves us and he knows us and he calls us by name. You are his and he is yours. Amen. Amen. Secondly, stars in God's kingdom, they are worshipers. Stars in God's kingdom, they want to see Him glorified. Look at with me to Psalms 148. And notice with me in verses 1 through 3. Psalm 148, verses 1 through 3. And I think it would be awesome if we could uh, read it together because there is such great praise in this psalm. Psalm 148, verses 1 through 3. It says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise you him, all his angels, praise ye him, all his hosts, praise ye him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light. Verse four, praise him, ye heavens of heavens and ye waters that be above the heavens. Verse five. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Come on, let's praise him for a moment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise him. Amen. From the rising of the sun till the going down of the same, the mighty name of the Lord is to be praised. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt. Come on, exalt his name together. Now the word praise there is halal. Everyone say halal. Halal. There's your Hebrew lesson. I I guess you didn't know I knew Hebrew. (laughs) Halal. And that's that's not a quiet praise. You know, the Bible says the dead, they don't praise the Lord. Well, we're not dead. We're alive. 
We've been raised up together with him. And I love the word halal there. We get the word hallelujah from it. But the word halal there, it literally means to rave. It means to boast. Boast in the Lord. Rave about the Lord. Every time you get a chance. One writer said it this way. Christians should be a hallelujah from the top of their heads to the soles of his feet. Throughout the years, you know, I've had people, you know, tell me, you know, Pastor Mark, you're doing a great job. I've had other people tell me you're a shyster, but we won't talk about that today. But over the years, you know, people have been very gracious to Brenda and I. have been very loving and very complimentary. But you know what? All the glory goes to him. And stars in God's kingdom always lift him up and lift up the mighty name of Jesus. And you're that star, aren't you? Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, you're that star. star. Number three. (laughs) Excuse me. Number three. Stars in God's kingdom. They're not position conscious. Stars in God's kingdom are not rank oriented. But stars in God's kingdom, they just want to serve. And you're that star. Look at me at Matthew chapter 20 real quickly. And let's notice verses 20 through 28. I'll read it to you. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with their sons, worshiping him, desiring a certain thing of him. He said to her, what is it you want? She said, grant that these my boys... May sit, the one on your right and the other on the left, in your kingdom. And Jesus answered and said, you don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? And they said, yeah, we're able. Hmm. And he said to them, you shall indeed drink of my cup and be baptized with the baptized that I'm baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them from whom it is repaired, prepared of who? And when the ten heard it, well, in good old California terminology, they got ticked off. They were upset about those two guys. But here's what we want to see. But Jesus called unto them and said, You know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them, but it shall not be so among you. But whoever will be great among you, let him be your minister or let him be your servant. And whoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Verse 28. Even As the Son of Man came, not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a what? To give his life a ransom for many. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. How did he model that? Well, he modeled it by laying down his life. He modeled it by washing the disciples' feet. He modeled it by going about doing good. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He modeled it by teaching and preaching and healing and loving and lifting and blessing. He was 
an awesome servant. Amen. And the Bible says, let this mind set be in you that was all, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. And he was made in the likeness of men. Wow. Wow. Wherefore, God highly exalted him. You see, the way up in God's kingdom is really down. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name. Then at the name of Jesus. Demons got to bow. Everything's got to bow in heaven, on earth, and in hell. He gave his life a ransom for many. And he showed us that example of servanthood. And he showed us how to love. Amen? And so stars in God's kingdom, they roll up their sleeves, they wash people's feet. They just want to serve. They just want to do whatever needs to be done for the glory of Almighty God. Amen? Amen. Number four. Number four. Stars in God's kingdom, they are fighters. Stars in God's kingdom are not passive. They do not remain neutral. When there is a fight to be fought, they step up to the plate and they fight. They do not back down from the test because they have learned that every test, when they fight the good fight of faith, turns into a testimony and gives God glory. Children of Israel one day were surrounded by the Canaanites. You know, it just seems like they were in a constant battle with the ites. If it wasn't the Canaanites, it was the Hittites. If it wasn't the Hittites, it was the termites. Anybody fought termites before? Yeah. Now, I want you to, I want you to look at this, and we're going to spend a little bit more time on this one. Look at Judges uh, chapter 5. Judges chapter 5, and I want us to notice in verse 19 uh, through 20. So this is right after God gave the children of Israel a supernatural victory. And Deborah was a prophetess in that day and in that age. And she sang a song about it. And I want to read just a little bit about what she said in that song. In Judges chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, it says, The kings came out and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh, by the waters of Megiddo, and they took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera, who was the commander of the Canaanite army. Listen, God was in it. God stepped up to the plate and the heavens moved on behalf of the children of Israel to the degree that even the very stars fought against them. And if you're going to be great in God's kingdom, if you're going to be a star in the kingdom of God, when the time comes to fight, you need to step up and fight. Look with me at 1 Timothy 6.12 if you would. 
1 Timothy, the 6th chapter and the 12th verse. Hallelujah. You know what? God's counting on us. He's counting on you. He's counting on me. He's the head of the church, but we're his body. We're the body of Christ in the earth today. And as the body of Christ, we should not compromise between what is right and what is wrong. The Bible tells us very clearly that there is a standard by which we who have been called out of darkness into His glorious light should live. And I understand that there is a statement out there in the world called, you must be politically correct. I beg your pardon. If politically correct means compromising this word, I don't want any part of it. Yes, but you'll offend people. Our goal in life is not to offend people. Our goal in life is to gather people. But you will never gather people out of darkness into the kingdom of God by compromising the word of God and living in a gray zone. We as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus need to stand up and fight for what is right. And I'll tell you what's right for this nation. Revival is right for this nation. The rain falling from heaven is right for this nation. People coming out of darkness, coming into light. That's what's right for this nation. And they're not going to get it by three points in a poem. They're not going to get it by compromising and petting people's sin. I know I'm preaching all right today. But when it comes to the circumstances of life, we've got to fight. In 1 Timothy 6.12, notice that with me. He says, fight. What kind of fight is it? You know, a good fight is a fight you win. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold now on eternal life. Whereunto you have been called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. In James 4, 7, the Bible says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Do what? Resist the devil. Don't assist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. The enemy is typified in 1 Peter 5, 8 as a roaring lion. That he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And the scripture says that we are to withstand him. We are to stand against him firmly with our faith. You see, Sisera, the commander in chief of the army of the Canaanites, wanted to keep Israel down. He wanted to contain them so that they would never enter into their land of promise, so that they would never be and do everything God called them to be and to do. And the enemy of our soul wants to keep us contained. You know what the enemy's will for many Christians is? High maintenance and low impact. High maintenance and low impact. If he can keep people in that category where they're just so aware of all their needs and everything is all me and everything is all inward, he's obtained his goal. But that's not us. We're not high maintenance. We are not low impact. 
We are those that change the world. We are those that overcome and live in the favor zone and live in the zone of God's love. There was a poem written years ago. Listen to this. I love it. It says, over his word, the Lord is watching. And that word he will perform. On that word, my heart is resting while I stand against the storm. That's fighting the good fight of faith. Don't back down because of a doctor's report. If I would have backed down because of doctor's reports, I'd have quit the ministry years ago. Don't you back down? Because the bills seem to stack higher and higher. Our God's the most high. Don't back down just because your kids are rebelling. I have a kid tonight, a son tonight, that's going to preach right here in the gospel. We thought we were going to lose him. But we didn't lose him. By the grace of God, we were able to fight the good fight of faith and lock shields of faith together. And he's not in hell today. Hallelujah. He's on his way to church. Eventually. Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't back down. Don't give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. And all the time you're fighting, rest in him. Because this fight is not a fight of the flesh and getting all worked up. You know? It's simply the fight of faith that Jesus gave us an example in when he took the sword of the Spirit out. And he said, it is written. Did you know the devil will flee from you when he knows that you know who you are and what you have in Christ Jesus? You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be obnoxious about it. It just comes right out of your heart. So stars in God's kingdom, they're fighters. Number five. Stars in God's kingdom are communicators. This is powerful. Stars in God's kingdom, they are communicators. They communicate His message. They communicate it not only through their words, but they communicate it on the job through their life. They communicate His message through the love of God. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples if you have love one to another. The question I have for you this morning is what is your life communicating? In Revelation, let's look over there. That went over pretty big. Revelation chapter 1. All right, Revelation 1. You're believing with me this morning, right? Amen. We're believing God. Amen. In Revelation, stars in God's kingdom, they communicate His message. Revelation 1, verse 16. And this, of course, is the picture of Jesus. And he had in his right hand seven stars. Everyone say seven stars. And out of his mouth went doubt and unbelief. No. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. I love this. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Now drop down to verse 20, if you would. 
Let's look at verse 20. Notice with me, he had in his right hand seven stars. Let's read verse 20 together. Ready, read. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks the seven stars of, are the angels of what? And the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So let's just keep that scripture up there for a moment. And I'm not going to promise you, I'm not going to wade too far out into the book of Revelation this morning because I don't want anybody to drown on anniversary Sunday. <laughs> but there were seven churches in Asia Minor. And... Uh, one of them was Ephesus, the other one was Smyrna, the other one was Philadelphia, and the other slipped my mind. But there were seven churches, and the Spirit of the Lord had a message for each church. Isn't that wonderful? And the seven candlesticks represented the churches, but the seven stars, now those are the angels of the churches. Don't you know that Heart of the Bay has got angels working for them? Yes, we do. But now, I believe what this is saying in this particular verse, the word angels there in the Greek is angelos, which means messengers. And so the seven stars are not angels like we would think of angels in regular sense, but the seven stars, I believe, they're are the angels or they are the messengers or they are the leaders or they are the communicators of the seven churches. Because that's what people with a message do. They communicate the message. What I'm doing today right now is I'm communicating the message. But remember, dear brothers and sisters, we are all, in a sense, communicators of God's message. We are carriers of the message of redemption. We are carriers of the message of hope. We have, oh, Shekaba Sandai. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. You know what the treasure is? The treasure is Him. It's the word of the life coming through your life. And stars in God's kingdom, they're aware that their lives communicate a message. Amen? Amen? Number six, stars, and there's only 150 of them. (laughs) Points. Anybody cold? I see people kind of go like this. Anybody chilly? Okay, you okay? Number six, stars in God's kingdom, they not only communicate His message, but they lead men And women to Jesus Christ. Say it with me. I'm a star. star. In the kingdom of God. God. And I lead people. people. To Jesus Christ. Christ. Now. If we took time this morning. We won't. We could go back to the book of Matthew. And. The wise men. Where did they come from? They came from the east and they came from what? Afar. They were far away. Now what was it that led them to that stable in Nazareth? They followed the star. 
So we could say then that that star was a signpost. It was something them for, for them to see so that they could get to Jesus. And men and women in God's kingdom, they lead people to Christ. Listen, you're a signpost. You mean to be honest with you? You're a sign and a wonder. Some people wondered, will he ever make it? Her? Are you kidding me? There's no hope or help for her and God. Him? Are you kidding me? He was a drunk. He was a thief. He used to steal copper from church parking lots. kidding me you're a sign you are a wonder people wondered how you'd make it but Jesus Christ shed his blood for you and by faith in his blood he turned you into another man he turned you into another woman and you're a signpost for a lot of people you're, you know what you're a signpost for your family I mean, really, what God did in my life and has done in my life, I can say this, that my whole family is born of God. You're a signpost. Look over at Daniel. I I want you to see this verse. We're a city on a hill. Shouldn't be hidden, right? Daniel chapter 12 And notice with me in verse 3. There's a a verse of scripture, Tony, I think in the book of Proverbs is there that he that winneth souls is wise. Anybody know where that is? He that winneth souls is wise. Okay. Are you a wise guy? He that winneth souls is wise. And a wise ambassador brings healing along with him. Well, notice in Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Are you there? Okay, let's read it together. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. And lastly, this morning, turn with me to Revelation 22. Where is it, Tony? Stand up and read it. Okay, let me get the microphone over here. I want you to get this verse. Proverbs 11 and uh, verse 30. Okay. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is stupid. Is that what it says? Does it say if you win souls, you're an idiot? No, it says if you win souls, you're wise. Now, I want, we're not going to move on to the last point until somebody can find that scripture in the book of Proverbs where it says a wise ambassador is health. Okay, somebody look it up. A wise ambassador. Come on, Raul. 
You've even got an iPad and you can't find it. <laughs> Just have a little fun. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is a diplomatic minister of the highest order, right? What is the highest order we've been given? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak in the tongues. Okay, where is it? Proverbs 13? Okay, Proverbs 13, 17. Somebody stand up and read it. Proverbs 13, verse 17. You got it? You there? Stand up. Come on up. Proverbs 13, 17. A wicked messenger falls into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Okay. A faithful ambassador is health. One translation says a faithful ambassador brings healing. Now lastly, let's look at Revelation chapter 22. The last point is this. Stars in God's kingdom realize that there is only one superstar. (laughs) And it's not Superman. It is Jesus Christ. He is the son of the living God. In Revelation 22, 16 I, Jesus, has sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. I am the bright and morning star. Hallelujah. Are you looking for him? I'm looking for him. And in verse 17, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whoever will, let him take The water of life. How? Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this message and for this word that we've heard today. I pray, Lord God, that should there be a man, a woman, a young man or a young woman, boy or girl here today, that has not yet responded to your invitation, which simply says, come. Lord, I pray that You would move by your spirit and cause people to come to you today. For some of you, it might be coming back to him with all your heart. For others of you, it might be coming to him for the first time and giving him your heart. In John 6, he says that he that cometh to me, I will not in any way cast him out, but I will take him in. In Matthew 11, he says, come unto me, all ye that, what? Labor and are what? Heavy burden. Come unto me, he says, and what will you find? You'll find rest for your souls. Maybe you've been heavied out by the cares of this life. There's an invitation here today, and the invitation is come. Come. 